I greet you all in the wonderful name of the living Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Another day that he has made for us to be glad and rejoice in it. Ladies and gentlemen, it's by his kindness, it's by his grace, it's by his mercy that we are here once again to talk about the word of God and we thank him once again. So welcome to today's episode. Today we are talking about you have the right to remain silent. Anything you say will be used against you, can be used, will be used against you by the enemy himself. You have the right to remain silent. You have the right to remain silent. Today we are looking at the word of God from the book of Luke chapter 1. I'll start reading from verse 13 to verse 20. Um, It reads as follows. I'll be reading from the New Living Translation. It reads as follows. But the angel said, don't be afraid, Zechariah. God has heard your prayer. Your wife, Elizabeth, will give you a son and you are to name him John. Verse 14. You will have great joy and gladness and many will rejoice at his birth for he will be great in the eyes of the Lord. He must never touch wine or other alcoholic drinks. He will be filled with the Holy Spirit even before his birth. Verse 16. And he will turn many Israelites to the Lord, their God. He will be a man with the spirit and power of Elijah. He will prepare the people for the Lord, for the coming of the Lord. And he will turn the hearts of the fathers to their children. And he will cause those who are rebellious to accept the wisdom of the godly. Verse 18, Zechariah said to the angel, How can I be sure that this will happen? I'm an old man and my wife is also well along in years, meaning she's old. Verse 19, then the angel said, I am Gabriel. I stand in the very presence of God. It was he who sent me to bring you these good news. Verse 20, but now since you did not believe me, did not believe what I said, you will be silent and unable to speak until the child is born. For my words will certainly be fulfilled at the proper time. May the Lord bless the reading of his word in the mighty name of the living Jesus Christ. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, you have the right to remain silent. I've grown familiar with this principle. They call it the, a, a law principle that is, 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 is recognized across the world. A law principle about the fact that you have a right to remain silent, especially when someone is being arrested. It is part of the Miranda rights, as they called it, that you might be surprised by this action. It might come as a shock to you, the fact that you are being arrested at the moment. The fact that you are being arrested now might might strike as a might come as a surprise to you, and as a result, 
and you might end up saying things that you will later on regret things that might be turned against you when you get to court now ladies and gentlemen this is exactly what the devil does to us that we find ourselves in situations where in challenges rather that we did not expect we did not expect ourselves to be in these circumstances that we are faced with we do not expect that we'd be in this situation that we are faced with and most of the time we tend to speak things that we later on regret just because we are in this situation today we tend to say things that we do not mean i understand that a, a, a lot of friendships have ended because of a of a temporary situation because people ended up saying things that they regretted for a lifetime that most of the time we usually say things because we are comfortable in our situation that we are comfortable or we are comfortable because of our surroundings that we've made peace whether it is a challenge whether it is a tribulation at the time but we make peace with the situation and as a result we end up speaking carelessly you have a right to remain silent that sometimes ladies and gentlemen due to the difficulty of our situation due to how the situation seems we often say anything and anyhow we often agree with non-believers of the things that are currently happening some of us have spoken carelessly during the time of the pandemic that the pandemic has come with a lot of challenges and we speak so often that we praise the challenge more than we praise God we we speak greatly of the challenge instead of speaking greatly of the power of God we usually magnify the power of our challenges and our tribulation instead of magnifying the power of God but you have the right to remain silent because at the end of the day god has given you a weapon which is your mouth so that you can speak we understand from proverbs chapter 18 verse 21 that the tongue has power of life and death that that you speak life but at the same time you have the power to speak death that at the end of the day if we were to actually understand that we cannot just speak anyhow anywhere and at any time saying whatever that is uh, of comfort due to that t- situation that you are found in ladies and gentlemen our focal verse tonight our focal verse today is a verse or oh, it speaks as a story on the birth of john the birth of john is foretold now ladies and gentlemen it starts and tells us about a priest a priest by the name of zechariah in his old age telling us that he was a priest and he was working with other priests and he had a wife by the name of elizabeth and according to the bible the couple in front of god they were blameless in front of god they found favor but though they found favor in front of god but they had no child 
Now, if you are to understand and study the Bible, that in accordance to the Bible, everyone in the Bible, especially the fathers, had the wish of having a son to carry on the legacy of that particular family. Whether the father was a priest, whether the father was a king, but it was very much a big deal to have a son that would carry the legacy on. And at this present state that Zechariah is also a priest and we would understand or we'd make the conclusion that in his heart as well, he had the same desire that he wanted a son. But years went on and on and on without him getting a son. And I believe though he was a priest that he's familiar with with church, that he has seen it all, he has the wisdom and he has the experience. He has been in the presence of God and he has served in the presence of God, that he has seen everything there is to see inside church. He, he might be familiar with every character that we might find in church. He might be uh, um, familiar with any circumstance that he might even have the wisdom to attend to certain situations. But at the same time, though he found favor in front of God, though God was pleased with him and his wife, but at the same time, he could not get what he asked for or what he truly desired. That, ladies and gentlemen, I do not want us to not understand that we can spend time Though we find favor in God, but sometimes our deepest desires are not met by God. Or they seem to not be met by God, rather. That, ladies and gentlemen, it is possible that you walk in holiness, you walk in righteousness, that you walk and you believe that you're walking and you're in a right stand with God, but at the same time, that not all your desires are being fulfilled at the moment. Because at this particular moment that we need to understand that Zechariah, for him to understand or for him to give up on the idea of having a son, he must have tried. He must have waited. He must have prayed that many a times he asked God, he pleaded with God. That sometimes, ladies and gentlemen, that we might even ask God that, God, please, I need this. I need just this one thing. I will continue serving you. It won't get me out of your way. It won't make me lose my salvation. That, Lord, please, you've seen me. I've served you faithfully. But, Lord, it seems as though you are not answering my one desire. Now, ladies and gentlemen, here is the problem in the story. That Zechariah has been serving day in day out it's his shift it's it's the time where he goes in and burns incense inside the temple but he's not expectant to see an angel he's not expecting that things are gonna change that the fact that it has been the same way over and over again he was not really expecting that something on this particular day will change or something on this particular day will happen. Isn't that the way that we approach church? That we go to church every Sunday. We go to church every now and again. We go to prayer meetings. 
that we are much more expectant. We know what will happen because experience has taught us the things of the church and the church politics and how church is going to work out and how things are going to carry on. We know that this person is going to sing. We know that in the worship team, these are the people that are going to be there. We know that this is the person that's going to be preaching. And sometimes we don't even consider going to church when someone else is going to be preaching. We usually ask, is is, is Pastor Masego going to be there? And if he's not going to be there, then, then, then I cannot find motivation to go to church. That sometimes we have made or we have grown so familiar with church that we do not expect God to do anything at any time. That sometimes, ladies and gentlemen, we've grown so familiar with church that it comes as a shock when the presence of God arrives. That sometimes we, 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 we've made familiarity and we've grown comfortable with mediocrity that, that when God shows up, it is a surprise. Because we, we remember a time where we used to pray to God and say, we cannot move from this position. We cannot move from here until God answers. That when you were going to church, you knew that I'm not there for anyone. I'm, I'm not there to see how eloquent the pastor is in, 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 in him preaching. We, we are not there to see uh, 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 the worship team and how, how great voices come together. But we are just there to worship and praise God. I'm there to meet the Lord. Now the story continues that as the angel appears, the angel can see that Zechariah is surprised and scared. He's overwhelmed with fear. And the angel says, do not fear, for I am an angel, meaning I am a messenger from God. That whatever that I am about to say, just know it's not from me. This is coming straight from God. And now, as soon as that happens, he continues and says, God has heard your prayer. Ladies and gentlemen, I want you to understand, God has heard your prayer. God has heard your prayer. And and, and since he has heard your prayer, your wife, Elizabeth, is going to give birth to a son. And he goes further to describe how the son will be. That this son, you shall name him John, and this son will give you great joy and gladness. You will rejoice at his birth. He has greatness in his eyes. And at the same time, he gives instructions, meaning you have to prepare that with this son, you cannot give him any alcoholic drinks. That at the end of the day, understand that this son is going to be filled with the Holy Spirit, not when he's only when he's born, but even before he is born, he is going to be filled with the Holy Spirit. He's going to turn the Israelites back to God, trying to describe to him that this is going to happen, but prepare, this is what you should expect from him. That this is a blessing from God. God will bless you. But at the same time, God has instructions for your blessing. That you cannot just misuse it in any way. But now we see a problem. Because Zechariah responds and says, What assurity do you give me? Because I cannot believe you. Because you must understand I am an old man. 
the things that we ask God. That God, you need to understand, I am an old man and my wife is also old. There's no way. Biologically, our biological clock has ticked. That biologically, meaning now instead of faith speaking, his doubt was speaking. That because this has come as a surprise, because this has come as a surprise, he's speaking with unbelief. But since God has already said it will be so, then there's no way to reverse it. But at the same time, the angel then responds and says, I am Gabriel. I stand in the presence of God. It was he who sent me. This is not my thoughts. This is not something that I'm hoping. This is something that God said it will be true. Ladies and gentlemen, when we look at the Bible, we do not look at someone's thoughts. We do not look at promises that the pastor wishes upon us. These are the words of God. When we look at the Bible, we hear what God has in store for us. But most of us tend to not believe the word of God. And as a result, our mouths are in the way of God because we speak unbelief. We speak as though God never promised that he will carry us through. We speak as though nothing was promised. Though God says, I will never allow anything to happen to you. That God has promised that no weapon formed against you shall prosper. But most of the time, we usually give power to the weapons and say they will prosper. That, ladies and gentlemen, we usually say a lot of things that are are contradicting what the Lord has said in his Bible. And this is the reason why Zechariah says you will not speak a word. You will be silent. You will be unable to speak until the child is born. Meaning, this time around, I cannot allow you to ruin the blessings of God with your mouth. Because you tend to speak because of your emotion. You tend to speak because of your surrounding. You tend to speak because of your challenges. Because you you, you, you cannot control your emotions. You tend to speak and then regret it later. Now, the words that you speak, the devil is listening. And because God has, has, has placed power on your lips... That sometimes instead of using that power to create the life that God wants for us, we usually speak the wrong things that we cannot take back. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm here to remind you, you have the right to remain silent. If you cannot magnify the power of God, but magnify the power of your situation, then you have the right to remain silent. Because so many a times we have ruined the plan of God. Or, or let, me, let me rephrase it because we do not have much power to ruin the plans of God. But we have ruined our lives rather. We, 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 we have made the wrong decisions. We have said the wrong things. We have placed ourselves in more difficult situations through saying things that we do not mean. Tonight I am here to remind you that ladies and gentlemen, if you cannot say it right, 
if you cannot praise God in the midst of your difficulties, if you cannot lift his name, if you cannot give him glory in the midst of the situation, then you have the right to remain silent. And lastly, before I I, I go, sometimes even the things, the good things that you say, the enemy tests it. That when you, when, when you say that nothing will ever separate me from God, that you need to mean it because, because at the end of the day, the enemy will use it against you. That you cannot say anything or you cannot say something that you do not mean with your mouth. That you would rather close your mouth and allow yourself to be quiet if you cannot stand by what you say. That don't allow the situation, the temporary situation, speak into your ears and eventually you speak out something that you do not mean. I am also here to say you have a right to remain silent, to ensure that your mouth is not in the way of God. Because sometimes God wants to bless us. God wants to do extraordinary things but more and more we tend to accept and confess we make statements of the realities of this world that we give no platform for God to do extraordinary things now you have the right to remain silent because at the end of the day anything you say can and will be used against you by the enemy. At the same time, God, on the one hand, is trying to make sure that everything that you go through works together for good. But at the same time, the enemy is in the other corner trying to ensure that anything that happens in your life is used against you to disqualify you of the love of God, to disqualify you for the assistance from God. Ladies and gentlemen, if whatever that you, use, that you are going to say won't contribute positively in your walk with Christ, you have a right to remain silent. When you're feeling overwhelmed, because that's what the Bible tells us about the story, that Zechariah was overwhelmed with fear initially. And at the same time, we might be overwhelmed with our situations. We might be surprised, but you have the right to remain silent. May God bless you. May God be with you. May the Lord continue to reveal himself in your life. I love you so much. May God bless you.